Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Podcast. I'm your host Adam, and today I am joined by Nathan. Nathan, how you doing? Very well, mate. How are you? I'm feeling better. I've been I've been on my deathbed, but <laughs> I've, I've heroically pulled it together today. Back from the dead. That's what Back I like from, to hear. In, indeed. Um, so yeah, I've not been on a podcast since we've had knockout football. Um, yeah. we've got well. This was the end of the the last the last. The last round of the last sixteen. Yeah, that, that's a tongue twister. Um, <laughs> does that mean we've got? Is, is tomorrow a day? The first day off. I think. I think we've we've got two two days off now. Two days off. Yeah. Wednesday. What are we going to do? No football till Friday. Oh yuck. <laughs> um, but we have had. Well, we've at least had we've had we've had two games today. We sort of start off with the the three o'clock game was Morocco versus Spain. Uh, yeah. Morocco nil, Spain nil, nil nil at full time, nil nil after extra time. Morocco win three nil on penalties. <laughs> um, so we, we we can start there and work backwards. Um, I think the the hilarity of this comes from a. Thing that I wasn't aware about, but involving Luis Enrique telling his his uh, his squad that if they wanted to be if they wanted to make the squad, they had to have done at least a thousand penalties as practice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they were practicing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, pen- penalties for for which game? <laughs> was it was it penalties yeah, as in field as hockey? In, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Penalties for. As in, like, fines for missing training? That kind yeah. of penalty? <laughs> it certainly wasn't football, was it? Because they were... Well, they were just terrible, weren't they? Apart from maybe the first one. The first the first Spain penalty. Um, I've just put... There's a little replay montage here for all of them. I'm just watching the first one. So, Morocco take the first one. Keeper goes the wrong way. Rolls it into the, into the right-hand corner. And then... Yep. He strikes this one quite hard. It just hits the post. Yeah, yes. The keeper goes the right way, but it's low. It's the very yeah. bottom of the post. I would say, E, if it's six inches to the to the left, that's that's going in. I don't yes. think I don't think the keeper's getting there. I think he's hit no. it hard. He's hit it hard. Yes. Um, ZH then just blasts one down the middle, um, and then just so casual. Yeah, it's always such a risk taking a penalty like that. I just think that I think I think not thinking back. I suppose I'm thinking ahead. I'm thinking England fans have had a lot of experience of of penalty shootout heartbreak. Spain probably have us have us close uh, close run on that. I imagine I can think of multiple occasions that they've 
fallen foul of penalty shootouts. But yeah, sometimes. definitely, yeah. I would forgive any England player for missing a penalty, but I don't think I'd forgive any of them if they took one like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's you know, if the keeper makes a really strong save, like when Messi missed his penalty against Poland, it wasn't right in the corner, but he struck it quite well, and Chesney was you know full length fingertips. Yeah, you know Chesney's made a good save. A know, big, a big still... strong hand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you say, when you see the penalties that Spain have taken today, you kind of think, well, no, that's 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 not. It's not necessarily good. Obviously, the keeper deserves credit because he's guessed right as a starter for Ted, but that's all he had to do is guess right. As soon as he guesses right, he, he becomes... Yeah, it's, it's going to hit him. Yeah, basically, it's, yeah. It's such a bad penalty. By the time he's lying on the floor, it, it doesn't matter, yeah. Absolutely. Um, the, the goalkeeper, Bono, has a little bit of um, a bit of Bruce Grobola antics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, someone then sort of drags Spain back into it. Um, with a, a, a save of his own on a penalty that's not that great, and Sergio Busquets walks up with another casual penalty. Yeah, it's, it's better than the second one. Yes, it is, but it's still bad. It's still bad. Yeah, it's not. It's not saying much to say it's better than the other one. No. The other one was that bad. And you just think that after you've just seen a casual penalty go so badly, uh, the the audacity on. On is is this the last one? Or is this the winning? Oh, well, I I think more. I just think more about Busquets. But yes, the thing oh, is, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The, yeah, then double down. You've seen two casual penalties go badly. Yeah, and Hakimi steps up and just dinks it down the middle. Yeah, I mean, as 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 Paneka penalties go, it wasn't the best Paneka penalty you've ever no, seen. No, it doesn't have any height on it. Doesn't have no. any height on it. But the fact that the fact that he's even attempted it in that scenario is is outrageous. I mean, Spain have been so bad. He's got a buffer, right? He can. Yeah, yeah. He's got his, the buffers there in it. He can afford to miss, and he's obviously thought, well, do you know what? <laughs> Everyone else has been bad, so if mine's just as bad, I, I won't get swallowed up for it. I've just seen it from a multiple angles now again, and I don't think it gets above the height of like an advertising hoarding. I, I think that's generous. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's generous. It, 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 it barely gets off the ground. It it's, was, a, it's about two foot off the ground at most. I suppose the other way of looking at it, if you want to flip it on its head, is that it's a safe Paneka. He's, he's not gone for the big chip. He, he's, he, he wants to do it, but he knows that he doesn't want to put any height on it just in case he skies it. So he, yeah. he's very, very conservative with it. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is put this over the bar. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But back to the the game. Um, S- Spain kind of did what Spain did do. You expect a little bit. Seventy seven percent possession. They dominated in shots. So thirteen shots to to Morocco six. Um, only managed to get one of those on target. Um, Spain had uh, Morocco got two. Um, they really lacked cutting edge. Yeah, massively. massively. And I actually think that they didn't quite have the same level of, although those possession stats there, I don't think they quite had the same level of control that you expect from them to have because I actually think that it was quite a a dull affair. I, you can't you can't really big this game up too much. Um, no. But, it, it, but what I, I would say is that if I think back to the the chances that stick stick in my mind, I think that 
Morocco managed to get sort of like a, a runner on the break for a couple of times, and they managed, I think a couple of times, Spain managed to sort of just about snub it out, maybe before a, sh- a shot on goal is made or, or anything too sort of um, uh, worrying actually happens. But mm-hmm. I think that Morocco probably had the better of the chances. Yeah, it, it do you know, what? <laughs> it reminded me of um, Rocky 2, Apollo versus Rocky in, in Rocky 2. <laughs> you know, Spain were, you know, throwing these cute little, little, you know, little jabs, you know, here and there and, you know, just, just, just playing with him a little bit. And then every now and then, Rocky, aka, aka Morocco, comes swinging big, come, come with these, like, you know, big counter attacking chances. And then Spain will go, oh, oh, hang on, I'll throw a few, a few more digs in. And and that and it just felt like that all the way through, and then all the way up to the penalty, where obviously Morocco hit the knockout punch, and you know Spain, like like you said, Spain did what we all expected: seventy-seven percent possession, you know, cute passes around the pitch with absolutely no cutting edge. And as an Arsenal fan, I can I can I know what that's <laughs> all about. I know what that's all about. It, it's it's pretty, it's amazing, but Is you that- know. You know from kickoff that nothing's going to happen at the end of it. <laughs> that, that sterile domination that Meggie used to talk about. Absolutely, yeah. It's you know it it looked it looked brilliant, and and to be fair, some some of it is gen, you know there's some world class passes, you know. But when you're not doing anything at the end of it, it starts to become right. At what point do you stop looking pretty and start you know maybe throwing a, a 30, 40 yard you know long ball in there just to just to you know just for something different, you know, just to mix it up and see what happens. Yeah, I think. Spain's best best chance, I'm not even sure if it was best chance, but as Miss closest chance came like the the last kick of the game when um yeah. I can't, you can't even remember who the player is who has a shot from the acutest of angles and it yeah. goes right across goal, hits the far post and, and goes off that again. I thought you're, you're I... talking about a game of inches for Spain here, but that is yeah. that is what elite sport is, that sort of that first penalty, six inches goes in, sets a different tone. That that goal goes in, you don't even go to penalties. Absolutely. But both of those are six inches away, one way or the other, from going in. But yeah. Well, like you said as well, like you said as well, though, Morocco had some of the better chances as well. There was one towards the end of normal time, I think it was, um, and the forward, I think he'd just come on. Uh, he got played through. I think uh, I think Zajac, um Meg the defender, and uh, the attacker was one on one, and I think he tried to Meg uh, Simon in the net, and uh, luckily Simon got his leg to it before it, it went through. Uh, it, I just thought that was a golden chance. He could have he could have knocked it round him. He could have chipped it over him, and he he went for the nutmeg, and it was just it was just the wrong choice. It was a bit too close to Simon for it for it to get there. Uh, so I think both teams will have felt unlucky going into penalties. Yeah, well. Um, I feel stupid because I only spent this afternoon sort of talking Spain up as being the team I thought was I still thought we're going to win the win the World Cup. So that's lasted <laughs> lasted all of like three hours that prediction. Um, but I must admit, going into the game, I was really excited to see this game because I I've really enjoyed. I, I, I think I said on the pod, I think it was last night, the night before, that for me. Morocco have been the best team behind Brazil and France in the group stages. Um, I've really enjoyed watching them. Um, they've been good attacking, but they've been a really good defensive unit as well. Yeah. Uh, so I, was, I was genuinely really looking forward to the game, and I and I 
I did. I could see if Spain didn't put it to bed that long and Morocco hung in there, it'd start getting a bit twitchy. And well, yeah, and that is that is kind of what happened. Um, another completely dud extra time period. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to really wonder what the value is of extra time. Absolutely, yeah. I think um, you know. Morocco, from about the 60-minute mark, kind of looked like they were going to play for penalties a little bit. You know, they, they stopped they stopped um, trying to get forward as much. And Spain were still just, you know, playing sublime passes anywhere but the six-yard box. <laughs> um, so the tone was kind of set, and then you get to extra time, and you could see that both sets of players were out on the feet, you know. Yeah, was, Morocco we especially in sort of yeah. like that second half of extra time, Morocco were dead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's all if buts and maybes, isn't it? But you could say another five minutes, and you feel like that Spain goal would have come eventually. But yeah, but here, here they are. They've gone back home. Absolutely. Yep. That'll um, be that'll be huge back back in back in Spain. I imagine. You think? You think they expect him? They made it such a big deal on the after the game on ITV about it being this being the changing of the guard. They talk about Busquets, and I was like, "Yeah, but Busquets is the only one left. This is yeah. the guard has been changed." Yes, absolutely. You like, feel like you feel like that the the midfield potential, especially for the next World Cup, you feel like that that may be their opportunity to start, and and, and maybe even the World Cup after that. You know. I think is it Gavi who's on? Yeah, Gavi was eighteen and a hundred days or something like that. The the youngest player to play a knockout World Cup game since Pele. Yeah, yeah. So you, you look at him as an example, and you know he's going to be what twenty two at the next one. He's not even yeah. going to be in his prime yet, and yeah. and and the talent that he's got already is is a joke. Um, and there's enough players around him that 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 make you think. Give it four to eight years. This is going to be a team that are going to be you know. Heavy favourites, in my opinion. Again, yeah, well, it's just—it's just, it's just a, the the thing with international football, right? Is that they they need a striker, and you can't go and buy one. I was just going to say that the the theme, my personal theme. I've been listening to what been listening to all the podcasts back, and my two themes have been team cohesion and a number nine. That's all I've said all the way through every podcast, and Spain fall into the number nine category. Well, that's a. I think both of those points are a great um, segue onto the second game today, which was Portugal six, Switzerland one. Now, if we're talking about team cohesion, this Portugal team had it. Yes. And if we're talking about a number nine, <laughs> he wasn't wearing number nine, but they had it. Yes. Um, yeah. And it. And if you're just. If you haven't watched the game and you listen to this and you've you've been living under a rock, you're probably thinking we're talking about someone completely different who we're actually talking about because <laughs> uh, the the big news and all anyone was really talking about before this game was the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo was on the bench. Yes, yeah. So I I missed the start of this game. Um, I only watched it from sort of sixty five minutes onwards. And yeah. I think by the time I got in, I know we're skipping ahead a little bit here, but by the time I got in, it was it was four one. And they were still talking about Ronaldo, and I thought that was a bit disrespectful, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, he he overshadowed a lot of a lot of the game. It was talking about when's Ronaldo going to come on? Do you bring like do you bring Ronaldo on? Um, 
And yeah, Portugal were rampant, absolutely rampant. And let me just get the lineup up because, yes, uh, where can I get the lineup? Yes, they um, they left Ronaldo on the bench, but they also didn't play Cancelo. Um, uh, Liao didn't start. It was there were a few changes in this in this Portugal team, and they played far better football than I've seen. Than I think this is the best football I've seen a team play in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, and. This is, I would say that this is a, this is a, I'll go as far as to say that this is a Portugal team that can win the World Cup. I think going into this fixture, everyone had this as a really close game. We all, you know, I think, I think a few of us said on the pod that Switzerland were just going to bore the pants off everybody and make it a really difficult game. And the fact that Portugal have won in such style and by such a big margin, you have to say yes. This now looks like a, a World Cup winning team. As much as I don't want to, I really don't want to. But um, yeah, so you can't, you, you can't not be impressed by that tonight. Yeah, a hat trick from Gonzalo Ramos, who came on to re- replace Ronaldo playing as the as the number nine for Portugal. Um, Pepe Guerrero and then Liao scores off the bench. Um, Akanji gets a tap in, but like you said, that uh, they were already four 0 up. I thought, another thing that I thought was. True, proved to be very true, but slightly disrespectful that you would have missed is that Akanji scores that goal in the 58th minute. Okay. And Clive Tilsley refers to it as a consolation goal. <laughs> and I was like, there's, bit... there's, there's 32 minutes of injury time left. Yes, yeah. yes, Switzerland haven't, haven't really pro- shown anything, and you're almost certainly going to be proven to be right, but. It's a bit early to be throwing that out there. Yeah, it? Let's a, be consol- a consolidation goes when you score in sort of injury time when you're three 0 down. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, there's there's not much to be said apart from Portugal are rampant, and it seems that the removal of of uh, Ronaldo has just allowed others to shine in this team, and this yeah. is a team that is is sort of. Laden with talent as well. That sort of, I think. That uh, yeah, yeah. You've got Bruno Fernandez had a, a better game. João Felix had a, a f- the best game he's had at the tournament. I mean, Ramos obviously probably wasn't expecting any of this and scores a hat trick, and he's going to get all the headlines. But Felix was was incredible. Um, yeah. Delot had a great game. Yes, yeah. Commentary said that that he he had a he'd had a blinder. Yeah. In, in fact, on on the slide, he's been having a really good season at Man United as well. To be fair. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's just not much to be said. Portugal offered offered nothing. Um, I think that I, I know another thing. Just nitpicking at some of the commentary. Um, the first goal, <laughs> the first goal. I don't know if you've seen if there are highlights available, but for the first goal, the ball comes into to Ramos and he just absolutely smashes it from an right. angle. From not a really acute angle, but just you know when just you those situations where a player hits it, he's he's um, past the near post, and it's one of those ones where you I don't think you you really expect him to hit it. Yeah, hits it and he hits it quickly. You're not expecting it, and he hits it so hard that it just goes past um, uh, uh, Sommer yeah. at, at, at his near post, just 
blast past him. And Ali McCoy said that um, that was the last place on the planet that someone was expecting the goal to be. And I was thinking, like, that should probably be, like, top five in the places where he was expected to be. On the planet. Yeah. If we're going, if we're going that far, Ali, I think that that, that that really should have been up there in places he was expecting it. Um, and what was my other point was, yeah, I think, I can't remember how many goals down they were, but Ali McCoy spent the whole of the first half criticising Switzerland's shape because they'd set up in a um, with a, a back three and it just it just wasn't working because I think like two of the strikers two of the central defenders just had nothing to do yeah so only one of them was being being sort of having the place taken up by Ramos so he was criticising them and then they come out in the second half um, in a back four mm-hmm. um, and it cuts at one point to the Swiss manager and uh, Clive Tilsley claims that um, he's been let down by his, his far too many of his players have let him down today. And I was like, no, he, he got the formation wrong. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you spent forty five minutes talking about how the formation was wrong. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how this. This is. This is none of this is falling on him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can't you can't call out the formation that the manager's obviously gone with, and then said, no, it's actually the players' fault. It's like, right, yeah. well. All right, there's probably a bit of blame on board. It could be both of those things, but you, <laughs> you can't just let, say the players have let him down. Yeah, no, no, that's that's a bit harsh. But um, I think going back to the, the commentary, um, especially with Alan McCoy, I think that's the beauty of having him on commentary. Uh, I just He's an absolute joy because you can tell that he's just a football fan like the rest that's of us. Yeah, he's just enjoying it, isn't it? And he, I think he's that, just loving it. And I think that some most of the time, if you're in the right headspace and you're listening, like, and you're listening to it, um, I wouldn't have even noticed that that other planet comment. But I think it's because I was cooking my dinner, and uh, so it's just I like have a my kitchen's not uh, like it's like a I forgot what it's called now, but I, so it's like I'm not in a different room, but I'm in a different yeah room. yeah um an open plan. That's yes. I mean, so I'm I'm away and I'm just I'm just in a slightly different headspace, and so you hear it, and you're like. No, Ali, that doesn't no. work. <laughs> no, Ali. No. You, you got carried away again, Ali. You need to yeah. down. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I will... The, 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 the two goals that I saw for Portugal um, were Ramos's hat-trick, which was acute. Delightful as well, because he comes through and he just, just has to sort of stretch for it, but also yeah. manages to dink it just over, uh, over summer as well, doesn't he? Yeah, it was really, really good technique because, like you said, the ball looked like it was getting away from him a little bit and he still managed to just get that little dink in, so I thought that was really good. Um, and Leo's goal was just outrageous. Like, the little the little flick back and then just bends it as far into that corner as he can get it. Just, just I think... It kind of felt a little bit at that point that Switzerland were like, we're just ready to, to get off here. Like, yeah. we, we've had a bad day. We just want to get off. What time's our flight booked for? Yeah, basically, yeah. But but setting off in a way, that was an incredible finish. And I think the other thing as well is, and I, I know I said it was disrespectful talking about Ronaldo, but, you know, he's got to start wondering now, given what's happened at United and the fact that he's been dropped for this game and Portugal, like you said, the other stars have stepped up. Um, he's got to start wondering now, really, you know, at his age, does he need to knock his attitude problem on the head? Yeah, I mean, you well, you wonder. I mean, it's been a great moment for Fernando Santos because 
he he's kind of kind of put all his chips in, in the middle, right? He, he he can absolutely go into that press conference tonight and just sit there with his middle finger up at the press <laughs> and just say not a word. Yeah, he, he he can he can get away with that tonight, no problem. But you would have thought that yeah, like if this went even close to wrong, I mean. Oh yeah, they've been even if they scraped through in a, a poor performance or through on penalties or something like that. The the knives would have been out, and now absolutely now you have to wonder, sort of like in sort of the next two weeks, where does Ronaldo go from here? Yeah, like because surely you can't. You can't go into the the Morocco game start with with Cristiano Ronaldo starting. No, no, it's it's, it's the worst possible night for Ronaldo, um, because who do you, who do you drop after that performance? Yeah, none of them. Absolutely, like, yeah. I mean, it was it it was scary because f- from an, as an England fan, I sort of watched Spain go out, and I thought, yeah, Spain are really good. I'm worried about the fact that. We've got to play France. That's going to be scary enough. And then after that, France, I'm thinking, oh, then we probably have to beat Spain. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're like, ah, oh, Spain are gone. Okay. And then you're like, ah, oh, probably Portugal, but they're not all that. And then this happens. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. I think, you know, like we said at the beginning, it's it's sent a bit of a shockwave. Not a shockwave. That's a bit. That's a bit extreme, isn't it? Um, I think people have sat up and took notice and gone, oh, I'm not a minute. Portugal have turned up. I think it's just put put a bit of a like you say, you know, we were looking at France thinking, right, that's that's not a great game. And then God, if we get through that, we've got to go and play Spain. And then when Spain get knocked out, you sit there and you think, Oh, oh, all right, okay. You know, this is yeah. this is looking a lot better. And then Portugal go and do that and you're right back to where you started again. If not, slightly worse off. Yeah, <laughs> possibly worse off, that's exactly it. But right, yeah, we can start to to look ahead slightly. I mean for that we don't have another support any more football until Friday, but we have got the quarterfinals start with Croatia Brazil. So I stand by my comments. I still stand by my comments. I don't think Brazil are all that. Okay. And I think they can be got at. I think okay. they've got. Pl- I think they've got plenty going forward, but I think they can be got at. And I'm still convinced that they lose to the first decent team they play. Okay. However, I'm not sure Croatia are that. <laughs> Just going to say, the big butt here is Croatia are probably not that team. Well, the, the thing is, the thing that's going to make me look, stu- look stupid either way with this this prediction is that I'm fairly, sh- that I'm quite, not confident, but I'm kind of worried that I think that that might not be until the final. Yes, yeah. So they're not going to be made to look like the guy who claimed Brazil aren't all that, but they got to the final. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I will stand by the fact that they've not played anyone decent and I expect them to... I think they could potentially... Could they humiliate Croatia the same way they did South Korea? I Croatia I, I, maybe have a little bit more defensively, but I think, I'm not sure they've got any of the legs in midfield to do any of the... I think they could be played around and... Just yeah. have rings run around them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, there's potential for the Brazil front four to kick in like they did against South Korea in the first half. Um, whilst I think you're right, Croatia defensively will provide a bit more 
of a test, I still think that there is a genuine chance that with Brazil, if Brazil turn up and they're in the mood, and even if they score early, it could get a bit silly for Croatia. And it, I think it would be a little harsh, but at the same time, not unexpected. If it happened, if is, I still think it's a big if, but I certainly can see that outcome. I think that Brazil. I've I've thought for a, a long while now that I think that the, the Brazil Brazil national team has a habit of being over emotional. Yes. Um, and it's a problem that I suppose I think was obviously most evident for everyone in two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Sort of the the loss of the loss of Neymar and the meltdown against Germany. Yeah. Um, and I feel that emotion plays such a huge part in their performances that the, like you're saying, that I think that a quick start and they could absolutely hammer Croatia. Yeah. But if Croatia could hold them tight for 20, 25 minutes, I can see sort of frustrations, maybe. I can just, I can see a situation yeah. where Croatia would start to grow into the game. Yes. Start, now, yeah. have they got just enough of that guile and sort of ability, game manager, the ability to manage a game, um, the sort of things you have with with when you've got someone like Luka Modric playing in, in midfield? I don't think they have, but no. I, I think that it's more likely that we see quite a big scoreline for Brazil and more people talking about them. Yeah, I agree. Go, going into a semi-final has been like they've just they've just fresh they've they've fresh South Korea now they've just freshed Croatia. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a last knot on this game would be I am very excited to see the Luka Modric Casemiro battle in midfield. Okay. I I've been I mean Luka Modric with you know he, he, with his age, he's one of those. He's one of those players, a bit like Andrea Perlo. It doesn't matter how old he is, because he's yeah. never relied on pace. He's no. never needed that. It's always been his brain, yeah. and that's why he can play till he's forty if he wants to. Um, and I just think Casemiro is. What did they call him in commentary? The Invisible Man. They called him. Ah, uh, yeah. I thought that was just a perfect, perfect comment. He goes unnoticed, and that's how he wants it. But my God, without him, that Brazil team becomes a completely different, unbalanced team. So I think him versus Luka Modric in the middle is a mouth-watering prospect. Do you think just the last, the last, the ultimate last thing we'll leave on this game then is: Do you think that Chichi will um, stay with his more expressive lineup, or do you think his conservative tendencies will kick in and he will try and play? Another midfielder alongside Casemiro, which I think, I think if it was up to him, he'd be doing the the whole time. But sort of, the Brazilian media is just always going to crucify you on sort of style of play. Absolutely. So does it? Yeah. Does he play sort of Paqueta in there, or does he move to to Fred? I think he sticks with Paqueta because I think Croatia are there to be got at. Right. Okay. And then. Later on that day, we have got uh, Netherlands versus Argentina. That is um, just, just saying the two names, just saying those two names against each other. It's like, oh, this has got 
this is everything that you know. I, I really, really, really hope it's everything that we want it to be. Yeah, um, I really hope it is as well. Obviously, if someone will be watching it, I'm not convinced it will be. <laughs> yeah, it, it can't. It, 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 it's got nil nil kind of written all over it at the same time, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I think a point I made, I think, with Ross. I think it was with Ross. Maybe I can't remember now. I've done so many of these. I know, but, yeah. We've switched around here. <laughs> um, if for Argentina to, to... The Argentina, what we've seen so far, for them to get anywhere, they just need... They, I think I said they needed four moments of magic from Messi. and Yes. He's yeah. given them one. They still probably need three more. Yeah. Um, I think that this Netherlands team are there to be got at. Yeah. I don't think they've impressed at all. I think all of the credit I give um, Netherlands in this tournament is the fact that they've got Van Gaal as manager and I have him down as having some sort of some nous and some ability to to navigate tournament football very well. Yes. But he hasn't got the players he's had before. Um, I think Argentina sneak this. I think you might be right. And if that is the case, then we set ourselves up with a mouth-watering semi-final. Yes, yes. Still maybe not a good team for Brazil to face, but but Brazil-Argentina would be a World Cup game for the ages. Yeah, oh, massively. Absolutely, yeah. It'd be... No offence to Holland. That, I think that's the game everyone wants. I think that's the game that everyone wants. Yeah, so we're going to see Brazil absolutely rock Croatia, then everyone become Argentina fans in the for the for the seven o'clock kickoff. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think on that on that Holland Argentina game, it could be two poor teams cancel each other out, or it could be defense goes out the window and they both go after each other. Ah, oh, you think it could be a sort of like a, a, a in terms of like a. Your boxing analogy earlier could be very much a sort of a Ricky Hatton-esque take one to give one sort of. A hundred percent, yeah. Both teams just trying to lay haymakers. A hundred percent, yeah. I think I think it could. So I think both teams have played against teams who have set up to to not lose, basically, to try and stay tight, compact, and it's made it really difficult for these two teams to show the attacking brilliance. That's probably quite fair, actually. Especially yeah. Argentina. Especially Argentina. I think that they have only really played against teams who have tried to nullify them. Absolutely. Whereas now, you've got two teams who love to be on the front foot. So if they both go for it, there's going to be gaps all over the place. Yeah. And then we start to see, you know, Messi in a, in a game where there's gaps. You know, is that going to release Alvarez? You know, and then on the opposite side... Cody Gakport is going to have so much more room. The pie is going to have more room to cut inside. It's just going to create this, this you know, game of if you score, I'm going to go and score two, and if you score two, well, I'm going to go and score two after that kind of thing. That's now the dream. That's the now, dream. Yeah. Now you've got to be really excited for it. I've got to go two <laughs> days without any football. Thanks very much. <laughs> well, okay. Well, um, we'll leave it there. That we will have someone. Or some people on on Friday night to, to talk you through what will what Nathan is promising will be two absolutely <laughs> barnstorming World Cup quarterfinals. Oh, you just you just you just sat <laughs> all over all of them, aren't you? 
I didn't say it, you did. But um, <laughs> but yeah, apart from that, it's been great. Thanks very much, Nathan. Yeah, great as always. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Um, you can follow us on at Man on the Post on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever else. Chris has set up an account. He's very good at keeping the handle the same. So at Man on the Post. Um, apart from that, we'll be back on Friday. All that's left to say is always keep your man on the post. <laughs>